The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Polly, Queer, Transfolk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Welcome in. We've saved a special space just for you. We've saved a space where you can allow yourself to be who you have always dreamed to be. One without apologies for who you are and one without fear. One where you can simply be authentically you. The show is called Authentically Kinky and it is presented by Dating Kinky and is powered by Clips for Sale. Your host is John, also known as Hi there, Catsuit. And each week they visit with kink and fetish personalities to bring you their stories. Now go to that safe space in your mind and meet someone who's just like you, who has lived their life finding out why they are who they are and living a life that is authentically kinky. JJ is the host of Sexy Show Podcast. He also runs Icebreakers for Chemistry, New York City's largest sex party. He's attended over 200 sex parties himself and was featured on an episode of Playboy TV's Swing. This straight, sex-traverted kinky switch in an incredibly open marriage is enthused about spreading sex nerdiness and laughter throughout the sexy verse. JJ of Sexy Show is authentically kinky. The genesis of the story always begins with memorable firsts, and that is how we start our show each and every time. This is the first five, proudly presented by Kingstermerch.com. First time you ever thought, hmm, I'd like to do a podcast. The first time I ever thought to myself, podcasting, is that for me, would probably be, I, it would probably be when I was fired from uh, hosting trivia, actually. And uh, it was because I used to host trivia in bars. And mm-hmm. uh, after I was off the clock in a bar of all places, after like, you know, midnight, I was talking about sex parties and the lifestyle. And um, I was telling everyone about it. It's like I found a new religion or something. I was so excited. And the bar was telling me that uh, people, instead of telling me, were telling the bar, I was making them uncomfortable. I didn't want to make people uncomfortable. I was like, oh my God, what should I do? They're like, stop talking about your lifestyle instead of like, you know, oh, you know, who was it? I'd like to apologize or like, maybe we can talk through it. And um, they, I did not stop talking about my lifestyle off the clock at a bar at, you know, midnight ish because I didn't work for the bar and I was not being rude or I was just being open about my lifestyle. Um, And they, they cut me. They they said, we don't want to work with you anymore. We, we don't think you represent our bar very well, which is like borderline, you know, is there, is that like 
legal. Anyways, um, <laughs> after that, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to start a podcast where I'm going to shout it from the rooftops about ethical non-monogamy, sex parties, kink, all sorts of stuff. That was probably uh, the time when I wanted to first start a podcast. Logical question for the next one. First time you ever attended a sex party. What was it like? The first sex party I ever went to. Ah, that takes me back. It was a pleasant autumn's eve. Now, I won't go into too much detail. I do remember it was themed heaven and hell. And we went to heaven in the not uh, dying sense. But there was a playroom called heaven that night and it was me and my girlfriend at the time and it was our first party trying to do stuff and we were scared but we uh did a full swap with the couple it was really really fun i remember after we fucked and i was sitting there naked in a room full of naked people fucking and i started uh laughing to myself uh, a pleasant laugh not like a you know uh, unnerving like joker laugh but it was i was appreciating how comfortable I was because I think as a, as a society, we've grown away from uh, something so normal and natural. And this thing is supposed to be the least comfortable thing. And it was just like, I felt the most comfortable. It was comparable to if you've ever gone skydiving after the parachute is pulled, you're just floating there. It's like all, all the nerves are gone. And you're just like, oh, this is, you know, it's, it's so natural and fun. It makes you giggly. Do you remember your very first podcast, who it was with, and how good did you think it was? Well, it involved me, so it couldn't have been that good. JK, JK. The first podcast for Sexy Show was just me sitting alone naked describing what the podcast is. But I'll assume you mean an actual, like, you know, normal format one. Yes, it was with uh, Zinnia, I believe is her uh pseudonym and she does not reveal her real name on the show it was it was a banger i thought it was good uh she told a story about how she left a dildo used and upright in the office of her cousin she was house sitting for them and she accidentally left it there and uh she is now horrified every thanksgiving when she has to like face them and she doesn't bring it up and they don't bring it up uh but you know that's what happens when you don't bring it down you know what i'm saying awkward stuffing conversations i would guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. better taste first game you ever played as you'd love to play games on sexy show what was the first game you played first game i played on sexy show i believe was called guess the sexual interaction where I had uh, me and the guest were sexually interacting and the audience had to guess what was going on based off of uh, <laughs> the reaction and description. And I don't think we ever revealed it on the show, but there was a lot of uh, laughing and she was doing something to me. And it wasn't, it wasn't crazy. Like she wasn't like pal driving me with like seven dildos or something, but uh the next best thing. Do you remember the moment when you knew that you might be authentically kinky? 
I would say it would be a slow gradient over many, many a year. Uh, I'll pick one random moment, though. Uh, I'm going to say when I was a little kid playing with action figures and there'd be like these free-for-alls where all the action figures were fighting each other and every time there was like a power imbalance, uh, it would turn me on and I'd get hard. And I didn't know why or what that was, but looking back, I'm like, that is uh, quite kinkalicious. We have just started to find out what's behind the sexy show and have some big announcements to make about the show. And as we start our new identification here on Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky, and we're back with JJ in just a moment. Visit our Authentically Kinky store at kinkstermerch.com. You can find empowering designs for all you authentically kinky people, as well as an entire range of designs for all the kinksters in your life, all at kinkstermerch.com. Authentically Kinky is on the web at authenticallykinky.com. You can find us on social media on X and FetLife at AuthKinkyPod and on Instagram and YouTube at Authentically Kinky Podcast. This is the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. That's 25 years of fighting for your rights. NCSF got the American Psychiatric Association to change their diagnostic manual so kinky people can no longer be called sick just because of how we like to have sex. And now we've gotten the American Law Institute to create a legal framework for consent to kink called Explicit Prior Permission. Please join our coalition. We're just like you, kinky and polyamorous volunteers who are making these great changes, and you can help. For more information, visit ncsfreedom.org. Hey, did you know that there's a -a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. This is Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky and powered by Clips for Sale, with special thanks to our partners, FetishCon, Mastino Music, Kingster Merch, Medusa Media Management, Hido Gato, and The Adventures of Ultra Girl. Now, let's get back to John and their guests on Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky and powered by Clips for Sale. Welcome back. It's Authentically Kinky, and I'm joined by JJ, the host of The Sexy Show, who loves to play games during his show. It's one of the mainstays of it. And he played a game of VHS tape dominoes with me as I attempted to name as many doms as I could. And I have to admit to you now, JJ, I misspoke on one of them and called them Annie. (laughs) She's not Annie? She's not Annie. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Was it Franny or no? Franny. Uh, Alice. It's Alice. Alice in Bondage Land, and why I couldn't remember that, and I called her Annie. I don't know why. 
because yeah. she's one of the doms that I have followed for an awfully long time. So I just wanted to admit that off the bat. I'm going to, I'll, I'll make the change now. No one will ever know. What, uh, Alice instead of Annie. Yes. Instead, Alice in bondage land. Alice in bondage land instead of Annie. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to what we do behind the scenes at a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people will probably know because I'll be, I'm, it's too hard to edit that. But I'll just be like, hey, this <laughs> person. So I love the fact that you had me thinking during the podcast. From what I understand, that puts a lot of your guests at ease. Yeah, I like to make them think uh, better than uh, the void that is the opposite. (laughs) So what was the uh, inspiration? I know you, you told us about being in the bar and telling stories. Have you always been a storyteller? I say I, I I always talk a lot, I think is a common thread. Um, ladies, that tongue work I got going. I just, I, uh, you know, I, I can't stop. I, I love, uh, I wouldn't say I have the gift of gab. I have the, the curse of gab, but <laughs> I, I love elaborating on things. And uh, yeah, it, it's same thing with, with sex. Like I'm a big sexter. When I go to the sex parties, I'm like a sextrovert. I'm always trying to link people up and you know uh i i I probably get the highest word count of anyone at those parties i'd say (laughs) i originally thought you were a stand-up comedian when i first heard the show ah well uh i appreciate that i i actually have a background in sketch comedy really yes which is like uh very similar to stand-up comedy i would say except you don't have uh the obsession with, uh, you know, without the ego and the obsession, it's, you know, like you don't need the attention. It's like, instead of, Hey, everyone laugh at me, look at me. It's like, look at this thing I did. I'm going to go hide in the corner now. Um, <laughs> at least, at least for me, I, I like to be behind the camera a lot for sketch comedy, but, uh, yeah, I tried stand up for a bit and, uh, you know, it was talking into a void of, of laughter which uh, I guess is nightmarish for some people and it's a drug of choice for others. Have you ever done improv? Oh yeah, improv's fun. I prefer the party kind of improv where it's just about making people laugh point by point. I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people, they go for the more long form type of like theater, let's make storylines kind of improv. That's good too. But I'm just like sex, like I go right to the pleasure, just like hit that pleasure button and just keep, you know, keep it going the whole time. Did you take any classes in that or were trained anywhere? Yes. Uh, UCB. I did improv 101 to 401. The Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, one of my teachers was Jordan Klepper. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Fingers of the Pulse on The Daily Show. So. That's pretty cool. I did a bit of improv and actually teach a class called Improv for Kingsters uh, that was developed with Mistress Diamond Blue up in Montreal. And we played uh, 185 on the show. 185 blanks walk into a bar. Bartender says, we don't serve blanks. Punchline. So the object is you, you give me any object and I have to make the joke immediately. So she said cock cages 
Mm. And I said, 185 cock cages walk into a bar. Bartender says, we don't serve cock cages. Cock cages goes, that's really strange because we see you serve Chasta tea. <laughs> Where's my notebook? <laughs> oh, thank did, you. Did you hear that, by the way? Yes, I did. That's awesome. I got my, my soundboard still uh, attached, but one of them's a rim shot. I need to figure out which one. No, that's a jingle bell. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Feel free to use that at any time during the show. <laughs> that will make the show more awesome than any. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't know. I don't I don't know if you're oh here we go. There you go. Ah, thank you. I'll be here all week. Tip your halibut, try your weight staff. Do you, do you think wouldn't it be funny if your listeners actually can't hear it and we just like pause and laugh at <laughs> here? Imagine oh. a rim shot here. What made you so comfortable with your sexual self? Hmm. I guess I was born without a lack of shame. No, uh, no, I advice I would give anyone. Oh, actually, let me back up a little. Sure. <laughs> you may notice I'm a little scatterbrained and whatever. I, I want to make a, uh, an announcement. Uh, it's, it, it's a bad thing, but it's, uh, it's, uh, wrapped around a very good thing. I am actually extremely sleep deprived. Uh, I've, I only had 90 minutes of sleep last night so if i seem very like uh flighty and foggy um there's no major situation i'm not you know and this uh, was not a scene of some kind where somebody kept you bound all night no uh however someone did keep me up all night and that is my newborn daughter we just Yay! had a daughter <laughs> and uh i've yeah i don't remember who knows and who doesn't and i feel like the the sex of might not completely know yet but so if i'm a little like giggly spacey um i blame my daughter so everyone else that can blame makes me. it all worthwhile so why am i so comfortable i think i am a confident person and i think that comes from the logic that every single human is simultaneously the biggest cre the biggest piece of insignificant crap ever and the greatest thing that is absolutely awesome, whether you zoom in or zoom out, the human body itself is just, you know, such a beautiful work of art, whether you believe in intelligent design or evolution and science, whatever it is, it is absolutely amazing. And anyone who's existing and breathing, you should feel like the greatest thing ever because you are the greatest thing ever. It took so much from so many places, so many different things, so many different times to get to you, to make you, you are amazing. At the same time, zoom out in the grand universal scale where all specs were all insignificant. So anyone who's, you know, smelling their own farts and loving themselves too much, you need to humble yourself and remember that all of us, each individual, we're all just one small piece of a very large thing. I know this is very hippy dippy, but the point is since we're both, since all of us are simultaneously the greatest thing ever and the most insignificant thing ever, ever, I believe it's to our advantages to figure out where on that, uh, on that scale is most advantageous for us to feel and act 
and choose that at the right time. If you think you're getting too cocky, like maybe remind yourself, hey, I'm not the biggest, you know, uh, cock of the walk. If you think you're, oh, I'm, I'm a piece of shit, I'm horrible, don't forget just how incredible you are just to exist in the first place. So that's very long-winded, but that's what I kind of use as my uh, mental, uh, mental crutch and mental muscles that I exercise. There are so many people that when sex is around, they get all tightened up or ashamed. A lot of shame goes into sex, no matter whether it's kinky, vanilla, or what it is. But there's a certain point where you just go, you know, I'm good with who I am. I'm fine with who I am. Have you reached that point yet? Yeah, I'd say so. I'm not saying live without shame, because shameless people, that can be a whole other extreme. But it's like, for me, and it took over 60 years, it didn't take 60 years, took about 55, until I went, yes, I'm kinky. That's who I am. That's my normal. Normal isn't defined. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say I am in that space. And I kind of nudge myself into it by, since I don't have a family or work situation where I have to keep my mouth shut about everything, I kind of have verbal diarrhea of all of my goings on and goings in, if you know what I mean. And I've kind of blurted so many cool and or horrifically embarrassing things. It's all my cards are not only on the table, they're like flyers given out to all the neighbors. Like I'm so out there about a lot of stuff. Now this is stuff that I package into you know, a podcast where only people who would search for it typically would find it. But, you know, now that I have a daughter, when she reaches teenage years, she's, there's going to be so much good, embarrassing stuff to just humiliate her. Oh, uh, sorry, daughter, when you grow up. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think I'm in a position where I do accept it and yeah, mostly celebrate it. There's, you know, there's some things I don't shout as loud as others because uh, I don't, the, the potential advantage in shouting it, I don't think is worth the probable uh, judgment that makes me feel, all right, well, you know, I'm taking my toy and leaving that. I don't want to share this toy with you guys. Where on the kink scale would you put yourself? How do you identify? When there's a very attractive person that's interested in me, uh, anywhere you want to be, baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's some things I'm, not as into, but willing to try just about everything. There's a lot of things I tried that I enjoyed and the things that I tried and didn't enjoy, they don't have some horrible, lasting, traumatic psychological effect on me. It's like, oh, I prefer A to B, you know. Is there a favorite kinky thing that you've done? A favorite? We talking like a fetish, a moment, a person? Well, back. let's start with fetish. Do you have a favorite fetish? Favorite fetish. Uh, I would say, hmm, it's not a Yoda fetish. That was just my thinking noise. I'm Tell gonna me say, you shall. <laughs> hmm, 
I just explained to someone the other day that uh, the voice of Yoda is also the voice of Miss Piggy from back in the day. It blew their mind. Very obvious once you uh, once you hear it. Well, that was a tangent. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Oz. I will say, well, in terms of most frequent, I would say my wife and I have a strong cuckold dynamic. Um, slightly zoomed out and more pliable to various situations, I would say uh, dominant female any kind of scene where it's the dominant female energy over the the submissive masculine energy so it you know it it's uh it can kind of morph into like seven different kinks depending on the type of partner but um because my wife is more on the submissive end we've developed more of a cuckold dynamic because that is a way that my subby side can connect with her subby side and if potentially, let's say she was like a dominatrix, then maybe it'd be a completely different, you know, kind of more frequent fetish I do. But I do, I do love them all. Anything that involves a lot of creativity, I like structure. Um, I like a lot of things. I'm, I'm the guy at the buffet that, you know, just says like one of everything and like, wow, why did I eat all these together? My stomach feels <laughs> weird. I'm so glad I tasted everything. Do you? So tell me, what was your favorite kink moment? You know, what's fascinating is I'm very switchy. And when I think about what I want to do in the future, it tends to be my more submissive side that looks towards the future. But when I think about my favorite moments, they tend to be my dominant side looking back at my favorite kink moments. Um, so one that comes to mind is I was at a sex party, which is not the kinkiest of places. Usually it's mostly vanilla sex, but there was a woman I was with who was into resisting and it was so fun that what we did, it was me and two other women held her down while I fucked her. So it was like a three on one and the girl got to resist like as hard as she could. And I, I like fucked her during it and she was a biter too. So I like put like the ball gag on her and I like bound her up. It was really hot. That was fun. Um, another one I remember was I was switching with this woman and she was dominating me the night before, but she really fucked up aftercare and it really was not the most pleasant brain space or emotional space afterwards. So she came over to apologize the next day and a scene naturally like just broke out where we thought I was going to be submissive again, but I just kind of like took control and... <sighs> This was all very consensually. I will, I will just note this beforehand. But I brought her to tears and I brought her to orgasm by lubing up her pussy with her own tears. <laughs> and that was fucking kinky as hell. Uh, <laughs> and I also want to give audible mention to, um, this is just one of those things like, oh, it would be cool if, and then I did it. And I was like, that was cool that I did that. Um, very... Very just one of those things, check it off the list. But I was like, wouldn't it be so fucking naughty if the first time I touched someone was my dick on the inside of her pussy? So I found a, a woman on FetLife who was down for this scenario too. And I went to her place late at night. And um, yeah, the first physical touch we shared, no hands, no legs or anything, was me inside of her. And then we started. And we even did it where she didn't even say a word to me. Like we... We waited to talk till after. I mean, we, you know, we typed, you know, the logistics. So I knew where to go. Uh, that would be bad if, uh, <laughs> if 
if we just rolled the dice on okay i hope this is the apartment um yeah. uh and i you know i cannot not mention this as well uh my wife and i are very kinky and we're in the sex party scene and we got married within the last year and you know at the time we had the baby on the way too so we're like let's throw a wedding theme sex party and we called it the wetting and <laughs> we had uh, a flower the flower girl she threw out condoms uh fully full, adult uh, girl quotation mark uh we had the uh the ring bearer he had a flashlight open it up and in the pussy the the flashlight pussy were the rings of course we, a, we tossed a boob k um so kink tangential but uh it was it was pretty pretty special and then and then on sexy show we do all sorts of you could consider that kink too like the funny games and stuff uh we did uh horny ween episode is all uh sketch comedy which is sexy and funny and halloween themed um we played trivia while a girl rode to sibian every time she got one wrong i turned up the sibian uh and then I did episode 90 was a squid game parody called Squiz Game, where I gave people sex theme trivia one by one, and I timed their responses, and they had to tune into the episode to see who was the worst slash last answer each time and who got murdered one by one until only one person uh, uh, won the whole thing. And that was, it was meant mostly funny, but it's like kind of hot. It was it, like, as I was listening, it was like, oh, getting all tingly. How does one, because I, and I talked to you about this when I appeared on your show, that sexually I'm, I'm just not a sexual person. And that came from a lot of different things. I, I enjoy having kink for the moment as opposed to the sexual part of it. What I like to, sure, eventually, but how does one get that total freedom where you're able to go, this is just fun. I'm going to let go and do it. And with, I'm guessing with the consent of your lovely wife, just going did, out, by the way, <laughs> huh? Sorry. I don't, I don't know if uh, the audience will see the visual, the visual, but <laughs> no. I, okay. Uh, as you said, your wife, I literally reached off screen and she grabbed me a drink. So it was like <laughs> perfect timing. That was the only one second she was on this all the time. Sorry to interrupt. Please continue. That's perfectly fine. But how you all are able to live the freedom of sex the way you do mm -hmm. and have a wonderful relationship, does it just add to it? And I'm asking from a totally naive perspective. Yeah, uh, I guess a lack of fear of rejection is a big thing that mm -hmm. uh, I really am very comfortable with someone saying no, and I'm not inhibited by asking everyone anything. And that allows, I guess, a certain speed, <laughs> a certain velocity, uh, uh, velocity, a certain efficiency. Uh, and I, I always, when I give advice to people when they're in a relationship, I feel like it's always the basic two step. What is it you want? That's step one, figure out what it is you want. Step two, communicate it to who needs to know. 
that I think that solves 99% of things. And with me, step one is usually a plethora, a hornicopia of many different sexual things. And step two, I, I verbalize it. I mean, when I'm at the sex parties, I'm very confident. I probably have a very bad ratio of success to failure. And I'm also pretty confident that I, I have a very high uh, uh, overall successful rate because that's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> and you fail enough, you also gain enough successes. And so for me, it I guess it's just the process of the verbal bridge of the things that are inside me. I allow them to fly out and you know, connect to other people a lot quicker and a lot less filtered. And I guess marketing, packaging is is the important thing. You don't want to scare people off. You don't want to make them uncomfortable. Therein lies the dance. But, uh, you know, maybe just because they see me, they're like, oh, he's harmless. I feel like I give off that energy. And they're like, oh, you know, that's the general. If someone were to make like a guttural noise to refer to like the energy I give when they meet me at a party. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> is Lady. funny a turn on? Uh, you know, women say that, you know, they like the funny guys, but I think more often they'll not. More often than not, they'll go to the really attractive, barely funny guys and be like, Haha, oh my God, that joke was amazing. He is so funny. It's his funniness that I like. As opposed to the less attractive, hilarious guys and be like, I don't care what he looks like. Now, that being said, you do look in celebrity society, and I would say there are some, you know, comedians that uh, the what society would deem as attractive, the ratio of their attractiveness to their funniness. Like, all right, they do pretty well. They do pretty well, I would say. So there is that, but mm, the athletes do pretty well-er, I would say. <laughs> it's just me. Yes. All I could think of was Pete Davidson. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there you go. And I literally, right before getting on this, I saw a meme about how people are making fun of Adam Sandler always gets with all the extremely hot women in the movies, despite the way he looks. And then someone responded with the picture of Adam Sandler's wife. And that shut up the conversation because <laughs> he also has an extremely attractive wife. So, yeah. That will help. I understand. <laughs> and we I'm, don't know if the the baby was the the big announcement but were there some other big announcements that you had no I, I, that was the packaging and preface that i'm going to be tripping all over my own tongue uh not for sexual reasons this time but just because my biorhythms are so off uh last night i had an unholy demon screaming in my ear for uh <laughs> i can hey i'm the father i can say it um <laughs> for most of the night and um the remaining eardrum i have is uh recovering well thank you and uh yeah just I'm a, I'm a bit foggy and tired and scatterbrained as one might imagine but you know it, it's, it's all i'm floating on a, a pillow of love and happiness that my beautiful daughter has such uh powerful healthy lungs that she can you know uh screech through my soul and uh, prevent me from getting any rest as Eric Idle would say, always look on the bright side of life. Yeah, and, and I do. I, I do. More dad jokes, I'm sure, or a dad telling jokes. 
or two dads telling jokes when we come back. It's Authentically Kinky, and we are presented by Dating Kinky. Authentically Kinky is the official podcast of FetishCon. Join us for the largest trade show in fetish in 2024. It's in St. Petersburg, Florida, August 8th through 11, and you can get all the information at fetishcon.com. If you enjoy what you are hearing, please support the show. You can support the program financially by going to the support the show link at authenticallykinky.com. And if you want to help us online, please take the time to subscribe and give us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. It really does make a difference. Pinksters.com is a new social media where you can post legal content and engage in free speech without algorithms and censorships. You don't get shadow banned, period. Sell your legal content without fear and share your social media updates all in the same place. Try out the all-new social media site, pinksters.com, P-I-N-X-S-T-E-R-S.com. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? (laughs) Or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, (laughs) Uh, but lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious, a BDSM activity book for beginners written by Princessa Natasha Strange, that's me is available on Amazon. Go get it now. If you want to catch episodes of the old What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want or any of Authentically Kinky's previous shows, you can find links to them all at AuthenticallyKinky.com. This is Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky. And here, once again, is your host, John, or as we like to call them, Hi There, Katsu. Welcome back to Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky, with special thanks to kinkstermerch.com, joined by JJ, the host of Sexy Show. I said earlier that I thought you might be a stand-up comedian, but you do take that wonderful gift of gab out to, from what I understand, a sex party to provide a very, very important service. Other than my tongue, yes, icebreakers. I do the icebreakers for one of New York City's largest sex parties and icebreaking is oh so much fun. If you like wingmanning, it's like micro wingmanning, I don't know, 20, 30 people at a time. and People come into these parties scared as all hell and they'll walk up to my silly, funny game and I will immediately get them to start just laughing hysterically while at the same time kind of help them uh, get to know the other people there because I'll ask like opinion-based questions where they get to see the mind, the sexual minds of the other people that they're playing with. And also the prize for winning the game, you get to to spank my assistant. so that's fun too. You also get to wear a crown, but you know. <laughs> Spanking the assistant. It, they don't, you don't let them spank you. 
Uh, I do if I catch their fancy at every party. Fun, fun fact. Uh, some people will know me as like the ass guy, not only because I am an aficionado, but at the parties, my ass is always hanging out in my costume, just like someone else may have, let's say, a cat suit as their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, my ass is always hanging out at the parties, so people could find me um and know to come closer or farther they can set their proximity like oh there's jj i know what proximity i'd like to set now because that's what so. what's what's the best icebreaker is there a good uh, is there a good icebreaker game that's just if you're if you're going to host a party whether it be a kink party or a sex party uh, mm. uh tried and true icebreaker yeah so Fun fact, I'm a huge Survivor fan, and Survivor is basically a large game full of a bunch of mini games. And the old school version of the show, they would have a game, I forget what it was called, but basically they would ask people questions about each other, and you had to try to guess the popular answer. But Survivor's point was to get you to turn on each other, like who is most likely to backstab me. And then when someone realizes, oh, you know, you voted for me, blah, 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 blah. But I do a, you know, a kinky twist on it, like whose sex life would make the most entertaining TV show, something like that. And so you start to like learn about people as you do that. And I have a variation of it when I throw my smaller, like eight to 12 person sex parties. Um, Very rare, probably rarer now that I have a daughter that logistically makes it tougher. But I call it battle strip and uh side note i did a variation of this on my podcast as well but in battle strip when you get things wrong uh the people who got it right get to target who they want to start taking off clothing ah. and is the last person who's still uh clothed by the end of it and they get the princess treatment that's how the party starts is they get uh basically whatever they want to start the party <laughs> It's fun because couples will like turn on each other. <laughs> so that's, that's amazing. Fun. Yeah. How long have you been doing the sexy show? Uh, about four years and a month ish. Do you ever get to the point where you're like, am I going to keep going? Or does, is it always just fun? It, I'm having a blast doing it. I have slowed down the process of doing it because uh economically inflation wise as we'll all notice and you know with the baby now i've realized i've had to dedicate more and more time to you know the the endeavors that make a prettier penny so i've never stopped it and i don't want to stop it because it is way too much fun but until i get more patrons hey guys how you doing um the keeping them coming out at a rate i would like to will be difficult i have to be patient and uh, wait until sexy show starts bringing in the big bucks and then oh i'm gonna cut off all those other gigs so you know any any sugar mamas out there you know let's let's be uh i'm all about equal opportunity for women and i think uh i would the the way i want to do that the most is uh, show that sugar mommies can make as big a difference as sugar daddies and if any sugar mommies out there would like to use me as their instrument to promote that equality i wholeheartedly uh, support and get on my knees and uh, beg with my eyes and my tongue and that my friends is 
an impressive run on sentence back to you. <laughs> Do you have a perfect type of guest? Yes. One that is definitely more optimistic than pessimistic. Mm-hmm. One that the way they phrase things doesn't group large amounts of people into blanks are like blank. You know, if they say more, they aren't as targeting large groups as much that that would be great. Um, and I'd say ones that are just entertaining, whether consciously or not, some people respectfully are fun to laugh at in a, in a, in a loving way. I think, and I'm an example of that I think people will listen to me and not necessarily agree what I say or be like, uh, that's uh, a quality skilled product, but that's, that's quirky and weird. And that makes me laugh. And some of the best guests I had weren't necessarily the most organized in thoughts, but they were just like really weird. Um, so that's fun. But I would also say to um, someone that uh, can be that verbal bridge between what happened and uh, our ears, because, wow, I mean, there are some people that when the mic's off, they, they're, you know, way more open and they reveal this and that. And then you turn on like, Oh no, no, no. (laughs) Talk about that. You know? I do notice as I am able to see the visual that you have what appears to be a stripper pole by your bed. Yes, indeed. There's also (laughs) a lawn goose, but yeah, let's, let's refer to the stripper pole. I, I saw the lawn goose. And I'm not going to, well, maybe I should. I don't know, the stripper pole is probably way more interesting. <laughs> uh, a new addition to the, uh, an addition to the home after you got into it? Or did you buy a home with a stripper pole? No, uh, this stripper pole uh, predates uh, my wife. Uh, my ex-girlfriend uh, was an exotic dancer and uh, she installed one into our room when she moved out she's like yeah you keep it and now it's more of a getting out of bed pole but uh i do annually have a super bowl party and we will have an acrobatic pole dancer that will uh do some crazy strippy sexy fun on it and i actually proudly have there's marks on my ceiling like the the ceiling is all like scoffed up and it's from the uh pole dancer at the super bowl party she twerked upside down like spider-man and that's just you know that is that is an an athlete right there where's her where's her scholarship heels on the ceiling yes yeah there's gotta be a lionel richie song in there somewhere (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah she did it all night long i'm gonna run out of uh, lionel richie Uh, and she's a brick house oh yeah there you go commodore yeah there you go going old school lionel richie tell us how we can follow the sexy show you can follow sexy show on any podcatcher it is on apple Podcasts. it is on spotify and etc i'm sure as well now you'll notice there's a different spelling it's not s-e-x-y oh no 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 you know how foodies are for food, like food nerds, mm-hmm. F-O-O-D-I-E? Well, same applies here. Sexy as in S-E-X-I-E, S-H-O. 
W. It is also the other kind of sexy, um, in case you are curious. Filled in that blank for you. But yes, S-E-X-I-E-S-H-O-W. Follow us on Instagram, uh, threads, um, FetLife, Shitter. Is that what it's called? X-Itter? Oh, Shit. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I always say uh, Twitter or whatever they're calling it this week and Instagram as long as it don't get kicked off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, please. Oh, please. Anyone out there, if you reach into your pockets and you feel a little jingle jangle, tis the holiday season. Well, probably not when this comes out, but tis always a season of giving. Uh, I could use more patrons. There's lots of fun patron perks. Um, you get to have a moan in the episode if you want. You get thanked in the episode. Video chat with me. There's a naughty body of the month porn pick that I give out with uh, anonymous friends, previous guests. So there's, there's so, oh, so many perks. Please, please, um, please support Sexy Show. If not, you know, the fate of my daughter might be in your hands. So uh, <laughs> no pressure, no pressure, but uh, would love your support. And how does one become a guest on Sexy Show? How is that determined? Well, well, uh, there's a council of seven. We meet cloaked in the night. And no, I uh, have a decent social media following and or be really, really, really unique. No, um, I do like to see people that are decent conversationalists because so like I'll go up on Pornhub and try to find like porn star to interview. And if I don't like see a video of them like being interviewed or even like the ridiculous skits they do before they spread their legs. Like if I don't have a sense of like how they how they gab, then I I don't want to bother because they could be the most interesting porn star and be the worst guest I've ever had. Mm. Um, but in general, you know, we're a little uh, we're a little pupa, and we want to grow into a large uh, uh, butterfly, let's say. So <laughs> uh, social media following would be nice if if you you could get more ears to listen and more uh, minds and legs to open. Who's on your bucket list? To the end of that the show. Oh, be on the show, right, right. <laughs> um, so the people I want on my show, I would like to be open about their sexual selves, which would take off a lot of celebrities right from the start, because I assume they won't. But if a celebrity were game for that kind of thing then that would be great i think a good example would be let's say a sex symbol celebrity that actually talks about their sex um maybe someone who portrayed let's say a dominatrix in a movie or maybe even uh ceos of these porn companies um i will say asa akira uh i know that she's a great sex conversationalist she's really really quirky um she hosted the porno podcast i don't know if that's still going on but uh she could talk and talk and talk and she i just want to be friends with her um so that would be a get um i've tried to get uh the woman i lost my virginity to um <laughs> from back in the day but i think she wants to remain super anonymous and she's a little too scared she was into some really kinky shit um, and then my third answer is listeners like you, uh, whoever's listening out there. And let's say you, you, you want to be on the show. 
but also you have you know decent following that'd be nice because i need to be heard um <laughs> please hear me please hear me um <laughs> you know reach out uh figuratively or physically if i catch your fancy <clears throat> yeah um uh, i'm i'm a you know i'm open-minded yes you are jj it's been fun having you on the show and i hope uh we stay in touch you are a a funny funny person and i really enjoy talking to you and i just want to say before i go that i know that you're going with the show you're going through a transition and i want to say i fully support your transition i hope you are authentically yourself now that you have transitioned and i do support you and i hope everyone out there does as well you are just as beautiful regardless of what people should call you or shouldn't call you you're authentically yourself thank you <laughs> held in that cough for a while <laughs> what a fun episode that was with JJ. Always enjoy visiting with him. And if you want to hear my episode on Sexy Show, check out AuthenticallyKinky.com. I'm putting the link right there in the show description of this one. Coming up on the next edition of Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky and powered by Clips for Sale. From South Africa, she is one of the most intimidating doms we have ever met with her specialty of judicial caning and the crafting of her own shambox. Mistress Baton was trained by the same people as the correctional forces of South Africa and can bring to life some of the most stringent punishments ever. Yet she is so kind and charming. Mistress Baton, next week. Join us for that new show next Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. Really looking forward to speaking to that amazing South African mistress coming up next Tuesday. Until then, I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I am Authentically Kinky, and I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. joining us on the show you can get all the information on the podcast by visiting authenticallykinky.com you can find our theme song on spotify it's called freya by masana and you can find links to their work on our website as well this has been a presentation of dating kinky built by kinksters for kinksters poly queer trans folk and anyone not quite vanilla and it's free